Welcome back to Metamodernism. I'm your host, Alexander Wool, and in this episode, I'm showcasing the sound of San Francisco in 2021. Kicking things off, we have Day Glow by Luttrell. Luttrell. Luttrell is San Francisco-based Eric Luttrell. He followed up last year's Lucky Ones album with a series of EPs called Music For My Memories. He's among a roster of new artists signed to the legendary Anjuna Beats label that are creating a fresh sound in electronic music. Last year, Anjuna Beats celebrated 20 years as a record label, and throughout the last two decades, They've consistently been putting out the best in melodic trance, progressive house, and deep house. Trance around the world with Above and Beyond hooked me as a teenager, and I always look forward to their annual Anjuna Beats and Anjuna Deep compilations. In the past, I've been hesitant to feature Anjuna Beats artists on my podcast because it's hard to top the way they're represented in their own label's excellent podcasts. If you like electronic music, be sure to check out Group Therapy with Above and Beyond the Anjuna Deep Edition, and Anjuna Beats Worldwide. They offer weekly mixes from world-class electronic musicians for free. Here in San Francisco, Anjuna Deep have been hosting a monthly rotation of artists, cycling through 1015 Folsom. Shout out to Luigi Sambui, another one of their rising stars, 
who I happened to sit next to on a flight to San Francisco this past September. Luigi, if you're listening, I'm sorry I slept on your excellent paper EP last year. This is episode two of my seven-part Best Music of 2021 series, and the first of a two-part series chronicling the sound of California in 2021. Growing up in rural Michigan and raised on oldies radio, the sound of California first came to me through the likes of the Beach Boys, the Mamas and the Papas, the Rivieras, and Dick Dale. Those cold winter months didn't seem so bad when that sonic sunshine had me California dreamin'. In my late teens, I plunged the depths of the internet to explore the deeper cuts from the golden age of music in the Golden State. These were the songs you didn't hear on rotation at the oldie station. Obscure cuts of surf rock, exotica, baroque pop, psychedelic rock, and sunshine pop that would all come to define the sound of the California counterculture in the mid to late 1960s. This was the music that inspired many of the musicians that I enjoy today. When I moved to San Francisco, my first summer here coincided with the 50th anniversary of the Summer of Love. I had the unique privilege of learning about San Francisco's rich countercultural history through the exploration of the places where these ideas first came to life. It was at the Human Bee-In at Golden Gate Park in January of 1967 that Timothy Leary urged the youth to Turn on, tune in, and drop out which added fuel to the psychedelic countercultural undercurrent that would boil over into the mainstream consciousness during the late 60s. In Michael Pollan's excellent book, How to Change Your Mind, we learn that Leary's bold and unscrupulous promotion of LSD would actually cause the downfall of all of the legitimate scientific psychedelic research that had been taking place since the 1950s. Regardless, the seeds that were sown at January's Bee-In would blossom during the Summer of Love, especially in the Haight-Ashbury. Underneath it all was San Francisco's thriving music scene, featuring artists making psychedelic rock, folk, pop, and jazz. Local bands like Jefferson Airplane, Moby Grape, and The Charlatans were playing venues like the Fillmore and Bill Graham. And 50 years after the Summer of Love, here I was enjoying the Bay Area's new era of counterculture music, now colloquially known as indie music. Artists like Paper Cuts, No Vacation, Tycho, Toro y Moi, Daywave, Hazel English, Hot Flash Heatwave, High Sun, and the list goes on. San Francisco has had an abundance of venues for artists to play. Sure, the Fillmore and Bill Graham are still around, but we now have places like August Hall, The Independent, The Rickshaw Stop, Great American Music Hall, The Chapel, Swedish American Hall, Bottom of the Hill, and so many more. Music is one of San Francisco's best exports, and in 2021, the sound of San Francisco was more cohesive than ever, with record labels like Paisley Shirt Records and Slumberland creating a home for fog pop, jangle pop, and lo-fi artists. You'll also find San Franciscans making garage rock, shoegaze, electronica, folk, bossa nova, and psychedelic pop. All of the music featured on this episode comes from the San Francisco Bay Area, and many of these bands were formed in the last two to three years. Proof that the sound of San Francisco is alive and well. San Francisco has been my home for the last five years, so I feel a sense of civic pride in showcasing the sound that's flowing throughout these 48 hills. I think that in 50 years time, music historians will look back on this era of music as another golden age in San Francisco's rich countercultural music scene. It's been a hard couple of years for musicians, and with the rapid spread of Omicron, many places are hitting pause on live music yet again. 
So this is your annual reminder that Spotify is a greedy company profiting off the backs of hardworking artists who make virtually nothing from your streams. Please consider supporting the artists you love by purchasing their music, getting some cool merch, or buying a ticket to a show if it's safe to do so in your area. Links to purchase the music featured in this episode are included in the show notes. And now, let's get on with the music. Rob Garza is one half of Thievery Corporation, the long-running project that expertly blends down-tempo electronica, world, trip-hop, and lounge into an intoxicating sonic cocktail. After moving to San Francisco a few years ago, Rob has become a fixture in the local scene, most recently playing Stern Grove and the Masonic. A few weeks ago, I ran into Rob at Whole Foods carrying an armful of kombucha. I just said hi, but in retrospect, I probably could have helped him with all of that kombucha. So Rob, if you're listening, I'm sorry I didn't help you with that kombucha. This August, Rob released his debut solo record as Garza called Daydream Accelerator. It features an extensive roster of guest vocalists and sees Rob exploring upbeat pop and sleek electronic sounds. This is one of my favorites from the album. It's called Ocean Morning Echoes. Ocean Morning Echoes by Garza off of his record Daydream Accelerator. Comprised of members from both Toro Imoise and Poolside's touring band, 
Oakland-based Brygene has had a busy year. They kicked off this year with the release of their debut record, Feelings, on Ghostly International. Combining elements of bossa nova, psych pop, and exotica, it's a breezy 35 minutes of the freshest sound in indie pop. What would have been their record release show at The Independent was instead played to an empty room and broadcast online due to COVID-19. In October, they played Outside Lands for the first time. Then they remixed a track I had featured on the show last year, the Tycho and Ben Gibbard collaboration Only Love. Their music was even used in an episode of HBO's Insecure. Catch them opening for Washed Out at the Regency in San Francisco on January 22nd. This is Wi-Fi Beach by Bri Jean.
was Wi-Fi Beach by Bry Jean off of their debut album, Feelings. Jess Sylvester was born and raised in San Francisco, and for the last five years has been making music under the moniker Marinio, which means sailor in Spanish. This past May, he released Hella Love, his first record for Hardly Art. It's an album about closing a chapter, a love letter to his hometown and the place he grew up, the San Francisco Bay, before relocating to Los Angeles. Pulling sonic influences from classic Latin American groups and international composers from the 1960s and 70s, this record blends many worlds from beginning to end. It's his goodbye to the Bay. This is Through the Fog by Mourinho.
was Through the Fog by Mourinho off his record Hella Love. For more than a decade, Tim Cohen has consistently released woefully under-the-radar albums of wry, intelligent, and romantic pop songs. You may know him from the Fresh and Only's, Magic Trick, or his solo work, but Tim Cohen is a driving force in San Francisco's garage rock scene. In March, he released his sixth solo album, You Are Still Here, the first one recorded in a proper studio. It opens his sound in a new way and made for a memorable record. This is one of my favorites, Give Me Yours. They're gonna drink our spirits They're gonna eat our Time. 
was Tim Cohen with the song Give Me Yours off of his record You Are Still Here. This next band has the distinction of being the last concert I had attended before the pandemic in 2020. Paper Cuts is the long-standing musical project of Jason Quaver. Since 2004, Paper Cuts has been making music that combines elements of indie rock, folk, and dream pop. My friend Michael Williams turned me on to Paper Cuts back in 2009, and their record, You Can Have What You Want, was one of the first albums I had purchased on vinyl. That record received countless spins, and I still think it's one of the best albums of the 2000s. In November, Paper Cuts came back with Baxter's Bliss EP, which was their first new music since 2018's Parallel Universe Blues. This next track is a good example of the kind of sound Paper Cuts is known for. This is A Dull Boy by Paper Cuts.
Boy by Paper Cuts off of Baxter's Bliss EP. Paper Cuts' Jason Quaver is quite active in the Bay Area music scene. For a few years now, he's worked alongside Sugar Candy Mountain to help produce some of their music. Sugar Candy Mountain describe themselves as a space-age blend of psychedelic pop and tropicalia that sounds like it could have reverberated right out of Phil Spector's echo chamber. And in May, they released their fifth album, Impression. The album is described as a carousel ride through time with the Bonnie and Clyde of psych pop, where classic meets contemporary. The record gallops seamlessly from tripped-out tropicalia, Shuggy Oats-inspired grooves, kaleidoscopic psych jams, classic 70s reverie, and nods to Krautrock without ever skipping a beat. This is one of my favorites. It's called A Window Is Open. Oh, wow. 
a window is opened by Sugar Candy Mountain. Cindy is a band built around the singing and guitar playing of Karina Gill. Since 2018, the four-piece band has released three albums, the latest of which came out this September on Paisley Shirt Records. It's hazy, lo-fi, and just the kind of music I gravitate towards. Music like this from the Bay has come to be known as fog pop. Mariana Timoney wrote a great piece for Bandcamp regarding the San Francisco music scene, which I'll be linking to in the show notes. In it, she describes fog pop as having a, quote, lo-fi, almost psychedelic quality to the recordings, which often sound as if you were listening to Galaxy 500 or Mazzy Star play softly through the floorboards of your apartment. The music they make is rudimentary, melodic, and pensive, not necessarily designed to attract tons of listeners, just the correct ones, end quote. Fog pop is great for what it is, but it's also great because of what it isn't. It isn't polished pop perfection, nor is it an aggressive rap anthem. Fog pop provides hazy soundtracks to forgotten dreams. This is Party Store by Cindy. of their record, One, Two. Like Cindy, April Magazine also formed in 2018 and is among a handful of bands making fog pop. After a string of great singles and cassettes, their new album, If the Ceiling Were a Kite, Volume 1, was released this October. The band described the record as, quote, music that glints in the far back of an urban daydream, where guitars could be bells, bells could be voices, and voices hardly find use in words. If the ceiling were a kite is a document of things losing definition and time gone slack, end quote. 
Peter Hurley, who formed April Magazine with his roommate Katiana Mashikian, states that a lack of outside pressure has been a big contributor to the city's current sound. He said, quote, There's a total dichotomy of beauty and depravity in San Francisco. It can be really dramatic and it can be really rough, but it's not New York or L.A. There isn't a huge industry idea behind everything. From my perspective, I think it allows a lot of things to germinate and take their time to develop, end quote. This next track is reminiscent of the sort of kaleidoscopic lo-fi haze you would hear from DuckTales circa 2009, and I am here for it. This is Freeway by April Magazine. April Magazine off of their record, 
If the Ceiling Were a Kite, Volume 1. Mr. Baby is Katiana Mashikion. She's really at the core of the SF indie pop scene. If she's not making four-track cassette recordings, she's playing bass and singing for April Magazine, or playing in the live group of the Reds, the Pinks, and the Purples, and most recently, playing in the one-off Flower Town livestream. In February, she released Sidewalk Pop under the moniker Mr. Baby, which featured the sort of hazy guitar pop that she's best known for. If The Adventures of Pete and Pete were rebooted in 2021, this track would certainly feel at home on the soundtrack. This is Blueberries by Mr. Baby. Baby off of the album Sidewalk Pop. Flower Town is a duo of Karina Gill from Cindy and Michael Ramos of Tony J. After a handful of shorter cassettes, they combined releases to make up their self-titled debut, which was reissued this year. They then released a new album this August on Paisley Shirt Records called Time Trials, named after what 2020 felt like globally and the strange side effects of time slowing down and speeding up and generally getting more and more hazy. 
It's another great addition to San Francisco's burgeoning fog pop scene. This track is called Natural Light. self-titled debut. For over 30 years, Slumberland Records has been carving out its own sound in the indie scene. They've consistently had a great roster of artists, making interesting music, and the reds, pinks, and purples are no exception. Slumberland provided this description, quote, from the many musical lives of artist Glenn Donaldson emerges the reds, pinks, and purples, a project that sifts out the purest elements of pop music and in the process chronicles the point of view of an assiduous San Francisco-based songwriter. The Reds, Pinks, and Purples' third album, called Uncommon Weather, is both an elusive portrait of San Francisco and also a self-portrait of a songwriter who has dispatched another treasured collection of timeless-sounding DIY pop songs, end quote. For me, it was the perfect soundtrack to long walks on sunny days in the city, the entire record is great, but I'm going to play a new single released shortly after Uncommon Weather. It's called I'd Rather Astral Project. <laughs> Show up in the flesh. 
project by the reds pinks and purples if you were to draw a venn diagram of the reds pinks and purples and the telephone numbers glenn donaldson is in the overlapping section thomas rubenstein leads the telephone numbers but is accompanied by glenn donaldson charlie ertola morgan stanley andrew hein eli groschel and k dylan edrick in july the telephone numbers released their debut album on paisley shirt records called The Ballad of Doug. To introduce this next song, I wanted to read what Glenn Donaldson wrote. Quote, There's always good music in San Francisco. You just never hear about it till someone somewhere else finally pays attention. The telephone numbers and contemporaries live in the tiny spaces between row houses in the outer districts of San Francisco. You can hear them earnestly strumming through cheap practice amps choked with probably too much reverb and trying to craft ambitious sounds with no career ambitions and few resources. These bands were rarely invited to play the bigger venues in their hometown when it mattered. They had their own intimate shows wherever they could beg for space. And that's maybe more fun. Thomas Rubenstein is 100% from the subculture of record geeks and renters, haunting bedroom studios and fog-damp garage practice spaces." End quote. This is perhaps my favorite song off of that record. It's called Sunset Town. The lock clicked shut you out on Monday. Made a dent on the couch till Sunday. With the friends who will always help you out. Made a deal not to stay too long here Name someone who hasn't had a bad year Windows are filled with ghosts of tenants past And it won't let down If you're looking for a line, look away from the sunset town If it's driving you insane, walk away from the sunset town 
Here's a street where you felt your heart beat For the outlawed cracks in the concrete But you still feel that pulse that pound Walk away from the constant static Collect your records from the attic The county line reflects that sound And it gets you down If you want to keep your name, walk away from the sunset town Bend your head against the wall till your pictures start to fall If it's driving you insane, walk away, walk away, walk away The Umbrellas are a four-piece jangle pop group who arrived on San Francisco's DIY scene in 2019 with their self-recorded and released tape, The Maritime EP. This year, they released their self-titled debut album on Slumberland Records. It's a delightfully jangly affair that captures the sound of San Francisco sunshine. Speaking with Brooklyn Vegan, the band said, quote, All of us feel quite fortunate to maintain living in this wonderful, yet often underappreciated city, that has always been inspirational. It became a tradition to walk around North Beach, which we all mutually love. Going around miles together on foot and talking about our feelings and navigating the world as young adults were common points of discussion. Pointing out buildings and places of historical and cultural significance really bonded us as a group. People tend to forget about San Francisco's cultural significance and overshadow it as a corporate wasteland. When we make music, we want to honor all of the amazing aspects of the city that still exist, end quote. This is a track off of that debut album. It's called Happy.
happy by the Umbrellas. Sweet Trip is perhaps the oldest band on this list, having formed in San Francisco back in 1993. Roberto Burgos and Valerie Cooper, the duo behind Sweet Trip, announced the band was taking a break in 2013. Like Kings of Convenience, Sweet Trip fans would wait a whole 12 years to get a fourth album from the duo. It's called In a Tiny House in Secret Speeches, Polar Equals, and it was released this May on Darla Records. Their Bandcamp describes the sound of the record as lush soundscapes, strange digital manipulation, a love letter in music and sound. This one is called Surviving a Smile.
was Surviving a Smile by Sweet Trip. When I first visited San Francisco in the spring of 2016, I got to see Hot Flash Heat Wave open for Day Wave at the Independent, and it was my first taste of the modern San Francisco music scene. They were fresh off of their debut album, and their sound combined elements of surf rock, jangle pop, and garage rock. Since then, they've continued to expand their sound into psych pop territory. In December, they announced a new album due out in March of 2022 and released a new track. The band describes the song as being about love, growth, and the willingness to accept change. This is Where I'm At by Hot Flash Heatwave. Heat wave. 
Ben Browning is a multi-instrumentalist and producer hailing from Melbourne, Australia, who now resides in San Francisco. Apart from being the founding bassist for Cut Copy, he's had a successful solo career and even wrote and performed on Poolside's latest album, Low Tide, which I featured on the show last year. His third solo album, Until We Win, was released this spring on his own imprint label, Cardinian Records. It's a breezy set of psychedelic pop songs, and this is my favorite from that album. We give it all. Tickets, please, shoot the breeze. It's all Give It All by Ben Browning. Over six albums and a few lineup changes, Film School have been a consistent source of great indie rock, shoegaze, and dream pop for the last 23 years. In September, they released their sixth album, We Weren't Here. Their band camp describes the making of this record, quote, already divided between the San Francisco Bay Area and Los Angeles, bassist Justin LeBeau, guitarist Niles Lannon, frontman Greg Burtons, and keyboardist Jason Ruck each from his own quarantine home studio, had to collaborate on the songs remotely. Except for when newest member Adam Wade met up with Greg to record drums at LA's Head West studio with mixer Dan Long, the bandmates never saw each other in person during the entire making of this album. For the members of film school, the making of We Weren't Here reflects how music, whether you're creating it or immersing yourself in hearing it, can be a transformative way to feel spiritually anchored again. What emerges from beneath the waves of the album's psychedelic dream pop are bittersweet themes of a year lived in suspended animation, anticipation, separation, regret, revelation, end quote. 
Film School bridges the gap between San Francisco and Los Angeles, so I think it's a rather fitting track to go out on, since I'll be back soon with episode 3 of 2021's Best Music of the Year, The Sound of Los Angeles. This is Isla by Film School. <laughs> ¶¶ 